Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hey, everybody. This is Sophie. This is Big Mama. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. Um, I have noticed in listening to other people's podcasts that they are always very professional and say things like, and welcome to this edition of the Big Boo Cast, or they, they like name their podcast. And I thought, well, that has never occurred to me because I have no. always thought of really nobody listening. So it was just yeah. like, hey, this is Sophie. This is Melanie. We're going to talk now. Yeah, I know. Somebody, did you see, somebody left a comment, and I can't remember if it was on Twitter or whatever, but they said that they were listening to it for the first time, and their husband came in and said, it just sounds like you're listening to somebody's phone conversation. <laughs> well, and I thought, well, that's that's a sign of excellence, I feel like, if yeah. if we can produce something that just feels like somebody is eavesdropping <laughs> on a phone conversation. Yeah. I think it speaks to the level of professionalism that we have always enjoyed here. I think it does. I think it uh-huh. really does. It, it's It's a... It's a, it's just the kind of commitment we have to a mm-hmm. first rate podcast experience that we don't even identify what the podcast is when you come in to listen to it. No, because we, here's the thing. We don't even know what it's going to be till it's over. Right. Yeah. I can't it's even not say like, we like have a list of topics. Yeah. It's not like I can say on this episode, while some background music plays, we're going to be talking yes. about um, wedges and which we probably <laughs> will. And our, well, I could, I could always pretty much just say we're going to be talking about wedges and our uh-huh. hair. And, and mascara. And mascara. Yeah, I could. And we'd yeah. be safe. But that'd pretty much sum it up. That'd be, this is a podcast about wedges, hair, mascara. Hey, do you know, though, this just occurred to me. This has nothing to do with any of those things. Wow. Um, a friend of ours texted me yesterday or the day before and said that there is an SNL app. Like, it's just, it's called, it's called the SNL app. And oh. It, and, and you can search for pretty much any sketch. You can search by oh. hosting. Um, and you can play it right there on your phone. Well, well, let me just tell you what. I mean. That's a game changer. <laughs> it, it is a rabbit hole is what it is. I mean, it mm-hmm. is, it is, you can lose yourself in that thing. Well, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's free. Oh, well, sign me up. I'm <laughs> so, going to get that right now. Yeah. I downloaded it. And, and sure. And like, I look from some obscure, like Jan Hooks, People's Court yeah. sketches from like 1980. Eight or something, and it's there. Yes. The Sweeney sisters are not there. I'm assuming because it's music, and you know, music is a you can't really just put that out there. But, oh, um, yeah. but um, that's a shame. But even still, though, I mean, you know, you can look for your favorite Amy Poehler <laughs> sketches or your favorite Jimmy Fallon sketches or whatever. Well, I love that. Okay, that mm-hmm. is going to be a new pastime for me. <laughs> I feel like, well, uh, you know what we need are some new pastimes. Yeah, we do. A new, especially that involves watching more television. I know. I know. We need some new ways to procrastinate. I think that would be wise. If that's when I was talking, remember I told you I talked to Edie yesterday and we were talking about, I said something about how I would never write a book that's like a, how to be a better, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, like how to be a better wife, how to be a better mother, whatever. And I said, but I could actually, I said, I amended that. Cause I said, I could do a book like how to be a better TV watcher. Oh, I absolutely how, could. Yeah. How to sure. really invest, how to watch a TV marathon, how to watch four seasons of television in a month period of time, Mm -hmm. you know, like that kind of a thing. I feel like I could really speak into some people's lives with that kind of stuff. Yeah. I I feel like it's the really probably the one area of my life where I'm a total overachiever. Yes. Yes. Well, we strive for excellence. (laughs) I really do. I I feel like I pretty much brought my A game to this and you know, we just, you know, we just got back from the beach and I Mm kind of had thought that I was going to watch like, I thought I might start the um, the new Kyle Chandler show that's on Netflix that I can't remember yes. the name of. Yes. And a, a couple of different things. But, you know, I ended up reading. I read, like, 
I read like it was my job. I know. I read a what bunch did you of read? I read a bunch of stuff that's been on my list for a long time. Well, I finally okay. read Gone Girl, which you know, I'm yeah. the last person in America to do besides well, you. Well, I haven't read it, so you're ahead of me. It was too cynical for me. And this is okay. see, this is what this is where like I should have known. I mean, it was Yes. You know, but it, it it was just it was too cynical for me and it was um I don't know. It, it did not, it's not a book that leaves you with warm, fuzzy feelings. And mm-hmm. so, but I felt like I needed to read it because I've started it about like seven different times. Yes. So I read that. I read, um, I read like a kind of a chick lit book that a lot of people have told me about over the years that I had never read before. But okay. it was kind of like, I think I have moved out of the phase of my, like, here's what I told David. I can remember when we had first gotten married and, and we went to go see that movie American Beauty that Kevin Spacey. Yes. And that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I remember talking, yeah, I remember talking to my sister and my brother-in-law about it after the fact. And yeah, they're a little, just a little bit older than we are. And our, they were, so we, they were in their, their thirties and we were still in our twenties. And yeah. I remember them saying like, I thought it was dumb. I thought it was stupid. I thought they, they made bad choices and like, I didn't feel sympathy for them at all. This yes. was me reading the chiclet. I was like, well, this is stupid. Like you've made yes. some bad choices. <laughs> You're making bad choices. I don't, I don't really feel sorry for you. This is a lot of drama when clearly you have invited it into your life with the choices you have made. Like, so I got, yes. like I, I played. You my, were a judgmental reader. You I was were a judgmental. very judgmental reader. So I never, I never really bought in with the characters uh-huh. is what I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you. Um, mm-hmm. I, and I'm like, I'm reading thinking, well, this person's a bad friend to you. I don't know why you're still hanging out with her. You know what I mean? Yes. That was how I felt. What was the book that I read? Was it an Emily Giffen book? possibly like that one that was like it they turned it was eventually a movie and they turned it into was it, where it was um, like the best something borrowed yes yes and that whole time i thought well he is a loser and your best friend is not really your best friend and this whole thing is like y'all are all just this is all very dysfunctional like i couldn't get into and somebody was like it's the sweetest and i was like no this isn't a sweet story no. it's about a terrible friend and a terrible boyfriend and yes. you can't justify this to me and it just it left me i was like well so yes i get that but see, I, I think I, if i, I had been if i if, i think if i had been younger reading that book i probably like if i were still in a stage of life where i was surrounded by friends who had a lot of relational drama you know what i mean Yes. I oh, yeah. I would have read it completely different. Or, or like if I if if I had read that book at twenty five, I'd have been piled up in it. You know what I mean? Like it would have it yes. would have just it would have delight. It's the same reason why. Like I loved Bridget Jones when I read Bridget Jones, but I don't know that I would love Bridget Jones now. Yes. Yes. It's yeah. It's all about your season of life. Yes. It is all about your season of life. Yes. I totally agree. Because what was it on American Idol this week? Jack, you know the blonde girl. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know who you're talking about. has the one you know, name. Yeah, she has the one name and the little X tattoo. I guess it's a tattoo on her on her face. You yes. know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Anyway, she was singing. They did Kelly Clarkson songs this week. And she, I can't even remember her song, but it was, it was, oh, it was Beautiful Disaster is what she sang. By, and she was like, I mean, this is just, I relate to this so much because it's just how all my relationships go. And I want to be like, well, you need to get it together then, sister. <laughs> like, that. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. That makes for good songwriting, but it makes for bad living. You need yeah. to pull it together. <laughs> that that needs to go. I need to tell my sister they need to put that on a pillow in the ASCAP offices. It may make for good songwriting, but it makes for bad living. Um That's it. They um yeah, I think it you're it's like you the mama in you comes out and says like, Well, this is a bad choice. I don't feel good about the way this is going. Um so yes. um anyway. So, so I read, I read, so I read the Chicklet book and then I read, um, I read a young adult fiction book called We Were Liars that I actually did. Oh, I, I actually did like it, but I, okay. but I, I got it too soon. You know what I mean? Like I, mm-hmm. if it, if I had, I won't, I don't want to give anything away, but I got it too soon. And so I, I kind of had made up my mind about what was going to happen too early on. If I had not done that, and I don't know why I did that. If I had not done yeah. that, I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Um, gotcha. Cause it was really, I mean, it was, it was really well written and, and compelling and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I read, I finished Amy Poehler's book, um, okay. which I loved parts of, loved parts of it. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was same. 
But then other parts I didn't, I did, I didn't, I didn't like as much. That's no criticism. I'm just saying, like for me personally, I think what I expected that book to be. See, how mortified would I be if somebody were on a podcast talking about my book or your book? I would be. Terrible. I know. I'd be I know, horrified. But, hey, listen, I, I feel ninety nine percent certainty that Amy Poehler is going to listen to this. <laughs> well, and it's not. It's and if not, she, okay. and if she does, Miss Poehler, if you are listening, I want to say I am a. Huge fan. Huge. Huge fan. I think uh-huh. you are brilliant. I think that book was worth it for the introduction about <laughs> writing a book alone. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I think the book was worth it for the behind-the-scenes stuff about Saturday Night Live. Yes, yes. It was very good. It was, I agree, it was, and, and this isn't fair because it goes back to, like, I think that I love bossy pants so much. I, I think I wanted it to be another bossy pants. Me too. And, and and she and Tina Fey are just, I mean, they, they have similarities, but they're also different. So I think that that's not a fair comparison. Because if I had just read Amy Poehler's and hadn't read Bossy Pants, it would be different. I think Tina so Fey, too. if you're listening, <laughs> yeah. I adored Bossy Pants. I, I, like, I, I, I will carry it in my heart forever. Yeah, yes, I think that's the thing. It once a year. And it's not fair because it's the same thing. It's like, you know, like, it, it's, I don't know. It'd be like if somebody read one of your books and loved them and then went to one of my books and thought like, well, I bet this will be almost exactly the same. That's not fair. But, but still, uh, you know, especially I think the two of them, you see them together so much. Um, I just, I wanted it to be, I think more uplifting than ultimately what it was. Yes. So, um, so I, it just, it was different. I think she, here's what, here's what I, I've thought about it a lot. I think she may be more serious in real life than maybe I wanted her to be in this book. Okay, yes, I agree with, yeah, I think that's true. And that kind of makes sense because you think in the whole scheme of things, like I think people always, well, you know, I was at something recently and somebody introduced me as a comedian <laughs> and I wanted to crawl under the table because I can maybe write funny, you know what I mean? But like, that doesn't mean I'm always funny. And it doesn't mean like, I certainly could not get up and do a stand-up routine. Right, sure. But I, I think sometimes in real life, you may be a little bit, not different, but that's just, there's there's that place where you can be funnier. And then, but like, if somebody's at a dinner party with me, they might be bored. Right, right. I'm just saying, that's a disclaimer. If you ever find yourself at dinner with me and think, gosh, she's boring, you're probably right. Well, that's so, like me. If you ever wonder, why is she getting up so often and going into another room? It's because I'm overwhelmed. It's because I get overwhelmed in crowds. I have to take a moment yeah. to step aside and, and process. Um, anyway, I I don't know. So I, but I, so I really liked parts of it. And you know, it was just different than what I thought. My, it's my expectations. Mm-hmm. Or what got me on that one, I think, more than mm-hmm. anything else. Because I think it's well-written, and I think um, I think she's so smart. I just think my expectations derailed me on that one. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I think that's, listen, our expectations can derail us on a lot of things. Yes, they life. can. Yes, they can. And there, and that concludes today's lesson. Uh, um, yes, yes. <laughs> on today's podcast, we're talking about expectations. Yes, we are. And talking. how you can become disillusioned. Yes, that's right. So mm-hmm. that's what, those are the four books that I read. And, um, but I, but all that to say, even though I maybe like, I didn't have a moment where I just thought, oh, this is one of my favorite things I've ever read. Um, Mm -hmm. I still loved reading. I was so happy just to read. So I agree. That's how I was last summer. And I have not really been as good of a reader since because I like plowed through. I can't remember how many, I mean, I read so many books last summer and now I've had, I've started the Rosie project, which people that I love their book opinions, love that book. And I started it and I can tell I am going to like it. Like I just, but I just have not had a lot of time to pick up and read it. But that's next on my list. That's yeah. So I've got that. And then I've got all the lights you cannot see is I've been waiting to read that too, but that's going to feel like a summer book to me. Mm -hmm. I've checked that out from our library at school and it sat on my desk for about three weeks. And then I told my friend Heather, who's the librarian, I said, you know what? I'm just going to tell you to take this one on back down there because I don't think I'm going to get to it. Um, Yeah. Because it's thick. It's a commitment. yeah. Yeah. It's a commitment. And so, um, I think the cover's beautiful. But, um, I, I just, I'm not going to get to it. So Mm. Uh anyway, and then I have a couple of books that have, that have come my way that I've gotten, um, in the mail from different people that I want to read. And, um, I don't know. So I feel like I've got good reading possibilities right now, which leads us into, um, Tuesday, 
Um, yes. I'm sure this is what you're dying to talk about. Yes, you know it is. You know it is. <laughs> but your book is coming out on Tuesday. Your yes, Nobody's Cuter Than You is coming out on Tuesday. Yes, it is. And you know what dawned on me? This was actually yesterday when we were coming back from the beach. It was really just a year ago when we were in that meeting at Tyndale. Do you remember yes. this? Yeah, yeah. That's and you, weird. And you said, like, I think I want to write a book about friendship. And, like, I watched that all come together mm-hmm. while we were sitting at that table, kind of like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And then here it is. And here it is. Yeah, that's right. Because that was April when we went last year to mm-hmm. Tyndale. That's crazy. Oh, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that book, I had to I had to write that book pretty fast. <laughs> well, no, you did. I mean, I, I feel like because you, you started on it not too long after that. I feel like what I feel I feel like the, the time after, like with this one, this last one of mine, like the time after I finished it until it, it came out was a whole lot shorter than the first one. Yeah, for sure. And so yeah. I feel like that's what's happened. I feel like you're working on them the same amount of time. They're just, the turnaround's quicker in a way yeah. on the back end. That's true. Because when I remember with finishing Sparkly Green, and I felt like it was forever from the time I finished it until it came out. Yeah. I mean, I was mine was almost, it was almost a year for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. not quite a year, but it was, but because I was doing edits that fall. But, but the, like, I finished the book in July, and it didn't come out until June. But this last one, I mean, you know, I finished, I finished it in um, August yeah, and it, and it came out in January. I mean, that's, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's quick. Yeah. That is a quick turnaround. Yeah, it does. I guess the turnaround gets quicker because they just are more, they, you're already in the system or something, you know, like <laughs> they've got you as mama would say, they've got you in their computers already. Yes. Yes. You're in the computers at that point. And so it's easier for them to go ahead and do a turnaround on that book. So, um, no, but I, it's, it's good. I will say this about the book. Like it has been so sweet to me and mm-hmm. I, um, because I feel like this book was the book. It's funny because I did not know. Imagine this. That's how God knows more than we know. Um, He's funny that way. But it's like this was the book I was supposed to write. And, you know, as you know, I had signed to do a totally different book. Mm -hmm. But I look and think the timing of doing this friendship book could not have been better. And so that makes it very sweet to me. So I feel like in some ways I'm more excited about this one than I've ever been about any of my other ones. I get it. Like it is the, really the sweetest time in ever mm-hmm. when you think mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Cause I just think there was so many things like when I was writing it. And I mean, I think back to last April and you know how life changes so much in a year, but I think like, I didn't know that we were going to lose Nina. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know that that was going to happen, which was a whole thing in itself. Um, at that time we thought Jen was finished with cancer and now we're facing that again. And so it was just like, there's just all these sweet things that's made it just, it was, it, it means more to me that I spent so much time, like really retracing all those friendships and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, God is good that way. I was, I'm happy about that. Well, you know, I mean, I've told you this and I think I even said this on the blog. I think this is the most tender of all your books for sure. I think this is the, this is the one where I feel like sort of your, I feel like, not that your heart didn't come through in the first two, I'm not saying that at all, but I feel like you're, I I feel like the real you kind of, like the the way deep down tenderhearted you comes out in this more than it did in the first two. That's sweet. That's sweet. I think, but you know, with your friends, you know, because you've got Mm -hmm. a close group of girlfriends like that. Like you are so, because you like, you really are. Like Perry came along later in life and Caroline came along a lot later in life. And it's like your friends, it's like, you're kind of like, these are my, like we've, we've grown up together, yeah. you know, like it's just that they've seen me through so much stuff. And I don't know, there's just a sweetness there. And, um, and I said this yesterday when I was talking to Edie, but I think it's so true. And I think I've even said this to you. Like, I feel like motherhood, I'm not an expert marriage. I'm not an expert. Nobody probably ought to follow what I do mm-hmm. in those things necessarily. But I'm like, I do feel like I know how to be a good friend. Like if right. they're television watching and being a good friend, I feel like <laughs> I, right. I've got those two things. Listen, down. You and me both. Listen, it did something just that the Lord ever brought us together because <laughs> I would, I would say that those are, those are two of my, my personal areas where I feel comfortable as well. Yes. Um, yes. yeah, I feel like I, I feel the same way I think. And I, and I absolutely think that about you. I think you absolutely know how to be a good friend. And I think that you have, I think the sweetest thing about the book is um, cause it's not just stories about the people. Cause people have asked me like, is it about Gully? Is it about Gully? And it is, but it's also about how God changed you in the midst of those friendships and how those yes. friendships were such a safe place for you in the midst of God, 
um, working in your life. And so that's one reason why I think it's so tender is because there's such a, it's such a personal, there's a very personal story sort of at the heart of the book, which is how those friendships kind of carried you mm-hmm. through your that's life. Good. You know, that's, they yeah. really did. I did. You're right. You're right. I'm just thinking you just summed that up so well. You ought to be, I may hire you as my publicist. <laughs> it's a good. Well, you know how I love marketing. Yes, you know you how do. I love all that. So You're a marketing machine. Mm-hmm. So no, I think, I, I think that's good. And I think it's so, and it makes me sad because I feel like for me, part of, and you know, when we had that meeting with Tyndale, like when you, women that email and say, I don't have a friend like that. I, I don't have it, which, you know, Gully's thrilled that she's now become a noun. I don't have a gully. <laughs> I wish I had a gully whatever, but it's, it is that, like, it makes me sad. Cause I'm like, I feel like every woman needs that in their lives. I do too. No matter how good your marriage is, no matter how good, whatever I feel like. And it, I mean, and it doesn't have to be like a friend you got and have, it could be your mother. It could be your sisters, but I feel like every woman needs other women that are close in her life. I know, you know, this is like my, this is my whole thing lately. And I feel like Here's one thing, though. I think I think sometimes we think of that person and we think that it has to be somebody who is like at the exact same age or the same Mm -hmm. stage that we are. And I think a lot of times it's not like I think we Mm -hmm. go through times where it may be somebody who is behind you and it may be somebody who's ahead of you. Like it Mm -hmm. it doesn't it may not necessarily be the same person, you know, over a span of I mean, like you and I have have had the sort of the benefit of having these friendships that have spanned 20, 25, 30 years, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but, but it may not be that, you know, it may Mm -hmm. just be, it may be a more short term thing, but that doesn't make it any less special or sweet. Yes, for sure. For sure. Cause I think for some women, like, I mean, I think you could meet your friends. I mean, for me, I think when Caroline was little and at the baby pool or at the park, I mean, that was a great chance to meet other you know, young moms and other people that were in the same stage of life or whatever. So I think you never know where those people are going to come from. Um, which, and you know, there's a, there's a book that came out just like a couple of weeks ago. Melanie, Melanie Dale's book is called women are scary. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's yes. all about what she calls those mom relationships and how, cause you know, I had a hard time with that when Alice mm-hmm. was little, like I didn't, I'm so bad at small talk anyway. And and so, and, um, and toddlers intimidate me. And so it was just, yeah. a, it was a perfect storm of awkward with me mm-hmm. at the playground trying to talk about that stuff. Cause I don't feel like I'm, you know, it's not my natural bent. Um, but I think it's so true. Like you do have to, there, there are, there are lots of opportunities, like yeah. no matter what, what stage you're in, there are lots of opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. We just have to welcome them. Well, people are going to love it. I can't wait for people to read it. Thank you. That's sweet. I hope everybody loves it. So it's, it's going to be available at lots of places and it's even going to be at Walmart this time. So I feel like you can go to Walmart. You know, to me in Birmingham, Alabama, like that's the biggest deal ever. Like, I mean, (laughs) that's, I'll never forget one time. I have two Walmart book memories. One was going through Walmart and seeing Priscilla's book i can't remember which one but it was in walmart and that was a huge deal to me and then the the second was one time when ree's first cookbook came out yeah and i was going through walmart and her cookbook was in walmart and i stopped my cart and texted her and said (laughs) just like she didn't know your cookbook is in my walmart like i i need you to know that was huge to me like i just think because they're not going to carry, they're not going to carry a lot of books, but they're going to carry a lot of the books they carry. Yes. So. Yes. Yes. I know. I was excited. I was like Walmart. So, I mean, I just think, because I know for me, like in our city, like it's easier for me to get to a Walmart than it is to get to a bookstore. Mm-hmm. And some little towns, you don't even have a a bookstore, but you have a Walmart. But you have a Walmart. But you have a Walmart. So anyway, so that that's a new development, the Walmarts. So that's I'm a, assuming that means it's in Sam's Club too. Is that right? I would guess. I don't know. I, that would probably be a good question to ask. I I would assume so. I think the other two have been at Sam's Club. So I would assume this one is too, but now they've decided to put it in Walmart as well. Well, I think that's, I mean, like. To I extend just, beyond the discerning Sam's Club <laughs> clientele we're now moving into walmart i just too. think that's terribly exciting i don't yeah. i don't know what else to say. well maybe if you see it in your local walmart you can get a picture of it maybe <laughs> maybe i'll just go sign it and say this is not melanie this is just her friend <laughs> but i'm so excited that you found this book in walmart yes i'm so happy you found it in walmart good for you walmart shopper i know i just i'm mm. I, I really i may go take my picture about it i really well, may 
I would that would be that would make my whole day. If but I, I, don't, I, I don't shop at Walmart nearly like I used like I used to because I'm not uh-huh. and not buying diapers and things like that anymore. But, yeah. But um. But you know, for some reason, I don't know if it's just growing up in the deep south, but I've always shopped way more at Walmart than at Target. Mm-hmm. And, um, because I don't know, that's just what we do. Yeah. And, um, but now actually I think I, I, I probably, I probably favor Target a little bit more just because of what I'm buying, but. Yes, I know. Well, so Target's has, next. Target's book four. We're going to shoot for Target on book, book four. Listen, from your mouth to God's ears, Target <laughs> is very picky about what they pick up. Mm-hmm. You know, they're very picky. But I, you know, my Walmart, my favorite Walmart, you saying that. When I was little, my grandparents had a lake house in Conesneal, Texas, the booming metropolis, population 532. Mm-hmm. And um, they had a lake house, but there was a little town called Woodville that was about 15 minutes, 20 minutes from Conesneal. It was like the big city. And I mean, at the time, I lived in Houston. So I mean, I lived in the big city of Houston, but we would drive to this lake house. And our favorite thing was to go to the Walmart in Woodville because we'd never seen one. We did not have that in Houston mm-hmm. at that time. And like I, that Walmart, I mean, I just remember spending hours in that Walmart and they had like a corn dog stand out front where you could get a corn dog and like a lemonade. And I mean, we'd get our corn dogs and our lemonade and spend hours in that Walmart. Like that was the first place where I ever experienced that you could go in to pick up like some sunscreen and like maybe some new flip flops and like $150 later, you were walking out the door, Mm -hmm. all kinds of things you didn't even know you needed. I know. I can remember the, when the Walmart opened in my hometown for the first time I was in high school and I can remember like, (laughs) I had no idea this, there were this many plastic containers available to to the general population. Like I didn't, I didn't know how, how I didn't know like, Mm -hmm. It's something. It yeah. was something. That Plus, you could get all your, you could get fishing equipment and yes. a new robe and, Some you know. pins. Yes. Yes. Like what, and makeup all in one spot. I know. It was, it was, it was a, it was a game changer. Yes. And then the super Walmart, which we were, we were here before I'd ever encountered a super Walmart. Okay. No, that's not true. In Baton Rouge, there was a super Walmart. And I remember going in, we would get chicken tenders and, um, you could get those at the deli and then, you, you know, you could shop for your groceries and then get mm-hmm. your makeup and your fishing equipment or whatever on the way out. But mm-hmm. yeah, there you go. So, and, and now uh, you can get nobody's cuter than you in your Walmart yes. or super Walmart or Sam's club. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's That's very right. exciting. It's all very exciting. So, um, now what are y'all doing for Easter? We are staying right here. You know, we, I went to, um, I had a speaking thing right outside of my hometown last weekend so I made a quick trip over there and back, and then we went to the beach and came back. And so I think we're going to stay put, okay? Um, because we have we've kind of been burning up the roads this last mm-hmm. week, and so mm-hmm. I think we're just going to okay. stay here and go to church, and um, I'm sure go to Chewy's, yeah, and yeah. for our little celebratory Easter lunch, and then I will probably either read or watch TV. It's my guess. Okay. Okay. All right. That sounds lovely. That's that it. Sounds- what about y'all? We are going to be here as well, and same thing. We are going to go, I think Perry and Caroline are going to go to the ranch tomorrow, and so I'm going to kind of get everything prepped and ready because I'm doing brunch for um, Mimi and Bops and my sister and her family. And I think it's actually supposed to rain, but if it doesn't rain, we were going to do an Easter egg hunt outside. I mean, it's just kind of what we always do. So, mm-hmm. um, And it's pretty low-key because I just do that breakfast casserole, that like make-ahead, you know, the sausage and egg mm-hmm. and bread and all that. And then I do Paula Deen's baked French toast casserole. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, and both of those, the beauty is you make them overnight and, you know, they sit. And so the next day you just put them in the oven and then I'll cut up some fruit and it, you know, it's easy. So do you know, we have a thing like at school where every other week the, there's a, a group of moms bring us breakfast mm-hmm. and, um, and you never really know what's going to, what, what you're going to get, but it's always delicious and it's always such a treat. And, um, anyway, this last time somebody did fruit kebabs and I thought, you know, I, here's why I enjoy a fruit kebab Mm -hmm. because I feel like if you get a big thing of fruit salad, which I'm a fan of fruit salad, yes, but you, but you can't control your distribution of the fruits. Like you could think, well, I really want Mm. a strawberry, but you don't want to be the person to stand there and dig dig through the fruit salad for a strawberry. But a fruit kebab, I feel like, like the one that we had last week, I think had grapes, blueberries, strawberries, and there may have been like a, some pineapple or something mm-hmm. on there. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, see, this, this is delightful because you get all the fruit, 
like all the fruit that you would have wanted to get, but you don't have to sit there and like, excuse me, I'm just going, I'm just trying to find some pineapple if y'all don't mind. And you don't have to dig. So Uh, I like that. That's a good, that's a good point. That's Mm -hmm. a good point. And really the the fruit on a kebab is about all the fruit I want to eat. Me too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't want a big, I don't, I don't necessarily want a big, huge helping of fruit, but I like some variety when Mm -hmm. I, when I get fruit. And so Okay. Yeah. That's, I like that. Well, maybe I'll do a fruit kebab because I Those do are have, my thoughts. I have skewers, mm-hmm. so I could, I don't know. You may have just opened up my Easter possibilities, well, my Easter possibilities. I'll trick everybody out with a kebab. Mm-hmm. But it, I don't know. I just thought, well, and it's easy to, um, it's also nice. Like when, when you serve your plate to just be able to kind of lay that to the side and not have fruit rolling around. I yeah, don't know. That's I just, true. I, thought, I feel like we've just devolved into a Saturday Night Live skit. It's a little reminiscent of good times. I know, good times. I know, but it's true. I just, I thought about that fruit kebab and I thought, you know, I think that's the way to serve your fruit. I think that's, I think that's a good, efficient, thorough approach to fruit. Yes, I agree. And it's kind of festive. It's, it looks good too. It does. And it's that, pretty. And it doesn't get, because you know, sometimes a bowl of fruit, this is, listen, I feel See? like we just... We've hit a podcast low, but sometimes is the fruit sit, you know? How oh, it gets, stop. It's going to make me, I'm going <laughs> to You know, it gets, it gets liquidy. It gets down watery. Down. Oh. Yes. Yeah. See, that makes it like, that makes me feel not, it makes me feel a little sick when I think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. about watery fruit? It's like watery chicken. I can't, mm-mm. Oh, oh no, not watery chicken. I got so tickled because last weekend, Mimi and Bops kept Caroline, Perry and I went out on a date and they kept Caroline and they took her to this restaurant that I'm not going to say, but that she loves. And they have, it's a local restaurant. It's not a chain, but, um, and they have this big steak that's like still on the bone. And she loves that big steak because she'd gone there with a friend and she just is a meat eater. Mm-hmm. And so she taught, but it's like, you have to get it to share. Like it's so big, like you get it for like a group. And so she talked Mimi and Bobson into getting the steak. And they are so not steak eaters. Mm-hmm. Like, my dad mm-hmm. would never order a steak at a restaurant. I mean, that's just not really his thing. Um, or Mimi's either. But Dad said, he goes, that steak, he said, and Caroline wanted it like medium. He said, and it came out. He said, and it was just bloody and fatty. And he said, and the next morning, Mimi woke up and said, I still feel queasy thinking about that steak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> But I thought Caroline didn't even know what a sacrifice they made for her to let her have that just nasty steak. Mm-hmm. But she was so happy because she just thinks there's nothing more delicious than that. But for them, they're so healthy and so cognizant of like what they put in their bodies. I thought that just had to kill them to order that big fatty piece of meat. Mm. See, so, yeah. Things like that that stick with you, like, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I know. I There's a couple of things I can think of maybe that I haven't eaten or seen in 20 years, but if I could still recall them. And sometimes if I feel like I feel a stomach bug coming on, I'll just let myself go to that place. So just, I'll go yeah. mm-hmm. I, I think I've, I've mentioned before that my go-to is like a, actually it's going to make me, I'm, <laughs> it's going to make me ugh, um, a big pot of turkey and yeah. a <laughs> big pot of turkey soup every time. <laughs> the, bones i mean like that if i'm on the verge of anything that's going to send me right over the edge that's going to be my mental like but some 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 post thanksgiving turkey soup oh yeah Yeah. well i now i will tell you what i made for the first time last night um on you know because i've been hearing people rave about it is um um, well, I did chicken cakes, which, mm-hmm. you know, I love the chicken cakes. I and love so the chicken cakes, too. We did those, but I did, um, have you made mashed cauliflower yet? Well, I, I made it, a, okay, so you know that time David and I did paleo for like three days? Yes. I made mashed cauliflower, but I was so, I was so intent on trying to convince myself that it was really the same texture as mashed potatoes uh-huh. that it fell short for me and I did it with um I can't remember everything that I put in there but anyway so I've made it once and I actually looked at cauliflower today because you know I, you know I love to roast a vegetable you know yes. just like you like to squeeze lime on things yes I like to roast a vegetable and so I was gonna roast get it some and roast it but I ended up getting um I got squash instead so okay well I made mashed cauliflower last night and I added 
butter and I added a little bit of sour cream and I added even a little bit of cream cheese. Like I kind of did it like I would do mashed potatoes, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, here's the thing. It wasn't terrible. It, I mean, it, it was okay. It it's was the same watery. thing. Yeah, it was a little watery, which I think next time I need to drain more of the water and get rid of some more of the steam, like, so it's not so, um, I know, and as it sat, it did better, but I thought, here's, (laughs) that's the the mark of a really good vegetable, but I thought, here's the thing now, I don't know if cauliflower has a new marketing team or like what's happened with cauliflower, but I really did think last night, I thought, like, congratulations to cauliflower (laughs) for how it has managed to, because, you know, people also talk about if you roast it, it tastes just like popcorn, which I find that hard to believe too. It is better roasted. I feel like, I feel like it's better roasted, but it's because of the paleo is why. Yes. I know everybody wants to roast mm -hmm. a, a thing, but I thought cauliflower is the thing on a, plate like on a vegetable tray that there everything's going to be gone but there's going to still be the cauliflower right right nobody's gonna you're just not going to eat raw cauliflower necessarily but i thought it has become it's like kale it's like yeah. it's got a new publicist yeah, it's it become does. the hot it's, new, it's the kale of 2015 i would agree is. with you mm-hmm. it is you can you can roast it you can mash it and perry's whole thing was is he was like when he opened it he said is this mashed potatoes and i said no it's mashed cauliflower and he goes is it good for me and i said Yes, it's good for you. It's cauliflower. He said, is it good for me? Like people say corn is good for you. And I said, nobody says corn is good for you. Here's, what say, you. here's my thing though. Okay. So what, what you did though, to make that cauliflower tasty yes. was you put butter in it, you put sour cream in it and you put a little cream cheese in it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That is precisely what I would do with a potato. Yeah. And I know the potato, you don't metabolize it the same way. I get potato, a potato is not paleo and the cauliflower is and whatever, but but I just think, is it worth it? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't I, know. I, now, I did. Now, I have switched to just using Kerrygold butter. I was going to ask you if you just if you had switched to the Kerrygold butter. I have switched to the Kerrygold butter. Well, I'm going to tell you when I bought it is I bought it because I was going to try that bulletproof coffee. Have you done that? Oh, no, I hadn't done it, but I saw it on Ray's blog. Okay. And- and um, my thing about the Kerrygold butter, delicious, but I mean, what is it, like $14 a stick or something? Yeah. I mean, it's... It's, it's not cheap. It's I'll not tell cheap. You no. And I wouldn't use it, like, and I still am buying my old butter. I I'm not, I wouldn't use it to, like, make my chocolate chip cookies or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, for when I put, like, butter now in, like, vegetables or green beans or whatever, I thought, well, I'll use the carry gold, but sure. I'm not going to, it's, but it's like gold. It literally is like, <laughs> gold. so I'm going to use it sparingly on stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, but anyway, but I bought the carry gold because that's, you're supposed to do the grass fed butter, which that alone, Perry was like, what is this new butter? And I said, it's grass fed butter. He goes, Say. he said, I can't even deal with grass fed butter. He said, it's a cow. They all eat grass. It's all grass fed butter. Like it just sends him into like, he thinks it's all the dumbest thing ever, but I'm like, it's supposed to be better for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, cause you know, when my friends, April and Kelly were here last weekend, did I tell you this about April that she was on, she's on this diet? Yes. She was doing and the so, cleanse thing. Yes. And she was making these like protein shakes every day and she had brought, I guess her own peanut butter, but had run out. And so that last morning she was here, she said, do you have some peanut butter? Can I borrow some peanut butter to put in my shake? And I said, oh yeah. I said, it's up in the cabinet. And I said, but it's not like fancy peanut butter. And she goes, she said, what is it like Jif? And I guess she was being sarcastic. And I was like, oh, it absolutely is. And so she looked at it and put it right back in the counter. She was not using, she was not interested in using my Jif hydrogenated oil peanut butter. Right. It needed to be the natural, the Trader Joe's or the kind yes. like at Fresh Market that we can, or Whole Foods that you can squeeze out of the, the, Yes. whatever that thing is. But then you get that because I it's bought oily. that before, and you have to stir it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. All that oil, it just, I don't know. It's, I'm like that, there again, that's like a lot of work. <laughs> I mean, it's like making this, that mashed cauliflower taste good. I know. That's how I, like I had, I can't remember where I got my recipe. I'm sure it was Pinterest where I got the recipe for the cauliflower, but mm-hmm. it's like, it's like when I, when I'm, when I made those zucchini boats, you know, yes. and, and honestly afterwards, David was like, that's it. Like that's, that's all we got. And I was, uh-huh. I mean, and I'm telling you, it was a lot of work to get those, to get those zucchini boats tasty with. Yes. Mm, yes. I don't know. And you don't feel like it's kind of, that's gully. When we did that a couple of years ago, 
we were like on this super health kick and like eating like a boiled egg as a snack and like this whole thing that we were trying to do. And it lasted. I, oh, I, I remember that. Remember? Yeah. You remember? I, I remember. Yeah. That's when you were roasting a lot of kale. Oh, it was awful. And so, but we did that. But Gully says that it was one night she was making a veggie frittata for dinner. And she said, and it was just all of a sudden I looked down and saw that broccoli and that egg. She said, and I was like, I'm done. I'm out. I can't do it anymore. You know what? I'm, so, I'm finding I'm having a hard time with lately. Hmm. Lettuce. Oh, any, like just any kind of lettuce? Yeah, I just like, I'm, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's been a gradual burnout, but mm-hmm. I just, I'm like, I don't necessarily think I want lettuce. Yeah. And, and I, and I typically like, I like, like, I love salad. I typically like lettuce, but I'm just not, mm-hmm. I, mm, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Lettuce and I, I feel like you're at odds right now. Yeah, I've kind of always been. I'm not a big salad fan. I want to like salads more than I do, but I notice like I'll go, like there's a restaurant here in town, Cappy's, that does this delicious Cobb salad. And then I'll realize like, oh, what I really like in this is the fried chicken tenders. And the egg and the bacon. And And maybe even the cucumber's fine. Yeah. And every now and then I'll get a piece of lettuce in with all that. But I'm like, I feel like really I should have just ordered like, eggs and bacon and some fried chicken. I, I know. I would like your cop salad. No lettuce. Yes. Um, yes. Please hold the lettuce. Yeah, you can Which actually, lettuce. Gully's grandmother, Nina, used to order salads like that. It well, was, I totally could because the lettuce mm-hmm. is just, it's kind of, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Mm-mm. Right now. Uh, Mm-mm. I just, I ate the other night. I bought, Perry does like a grilled chicken salad. So the other night I got all the stuff to do that for him for dinner. And I was like, I can't do it. I'm going to do something different. So I got it at HEB now. They have this, it's like shredded Brussels sprouts that's supposed to be like a salad-y kind of thing. Yes. So I thought, I'm just going to eat those. I'll just do those with dressing and whatever. And like, and I ate it with some avocado and I chopped a boiled egg. And I put this, I have this really good vinaigrette that my friend Carla told me how to make. That's like with this Greek seasoning. And so I put that on it and, and I ate it, but I thought, well, I hope that did the trick because I'm never eating that again. <laughs> Well, I know David like, like you know, I'll do like your grilled chicken salad or I'll do taco salad, that kind of stuff, and just make like a big buffet of stuff, you know, in bowls like black beans and cheese and avocado and tomatoes or whatever. But every time when I do that, I feel like I just skip the lettuce. Like I just yeah, I do yeah. the meat and the black beans and the avocado and all that. But I, like the lettuce, I can I, I'm not interested. No, no, I'm, I'm same. I'm same. I'm off salads right now. And I had told Perry the other day, I said, this is going to be our summer of the salads. I'm going to make all kinds of different salads, but the lettuce factor is really going to get in the way. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I can see that where <laughs> yes, it's going to present a problem. It's going to really what you're talking about is we're going to have a salad. We're going to have a summer of toppings. Yes. Yeah. We're just going to have a, sal- a summer of, here's some barbecue chicken that you could put on top of a salad. <laughs> I know. And I'm the same. Like I, I like mix and I have discovered, I like mix and match. Like I like to have a bunch of toppings and stuff. And then just to kind of, so I like to get fajitas because I don't really yes. even like a flour tortilla, but I like to, I like to combine things. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. those kinds of options. So yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's not a yeah. bad premise. Just, just a little bit of lettuce maybe. Yeah, I agree. I'm totally with you on that. I'm totally with you on that. All right, so we've covered the, that, that. Listen, that, that we went a long way from fruit kebabs today. Yes, we did. Well, we we covered all the food bases. Yes, we did. Everybody'd need to know. So, anything uh, else we got? I can't. I any can't fashion or beauty? Anything? Um, I do, I have said I am not really on like I'm I'm real now I will say okay this is on a totally different subject and I well it's on the subject of beauty <laughs> but okay so yesterday I did this okay so Edie you know who writes at Life and Grace you yes. know I'm saying Edie for the so she has been on this essential oils kick yes you know and um and I have been very I'm very skeptical about the oils you know Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have not, whatever. Well, so we did this video cast yesterday, so I was able to see her. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you her skin looked flawless, like flawless. Mm. Like I'm telling you, like I, before she even, I was like, she is like glowing. Like I need to figure out what makeup she's using, like what is going on because it looked so beautiful. And you know, if you can look like that good on a computer screen, yes. that's good, because that's a low, that's like looking at yourself in your phone camera. Yes. And she looked so good. Well, we started talking about the oils, whatever. 
And she has been using, I'm about to laugh as I say this, but it's a true thing, but I even dreamed about it last night. But she has been using frankincense oil on her face. I felt like you were either about to say frankincense or myrrh for some reason. I felt like that's where we were going. I didn't know. Yeah. I felt like it. She has been using this frankincense oil on her face. And I'm telling you, I told her, I said, well, I'm going to need you to just put together. I said, here's the thing. I, the oils, for, I don't want to, it scares me. Mm-hmm. I said, just put together for me. I need a, and she, then she started telling me about this one for your hormones and this one. And I said, here's the whole deal. I don't care about how I feel as much as I care about how I look. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like Fernando Lamas. It's, it's, it's not how you feel. It's better, better, it's better to look good than to feel good. Yes. That's exactly right. Because uh-huh. I'm like, because if I feel like my face, if my face could look like her face, I'm going to feel good. You right, know what I mean? right. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So that's, yeah. That's going to take care of my mood if I look in the mirror and see like no pores and my skin looks flawless. So See, she, now I'm sitting here and, you know, I only have one oil that I order, that past tense that I order like when I start to get headaches and I'm about to pull it out of my purse and I'm thinking about rubbing it on my face. Well, like I want to look and see if it has any frank, if it has any frankincense in it. Well, I mean, I'm telling you, and I don't know. I mean, she said she's using a couple of different things, but she was like the frankincense. She said, and then she said it even is a mood booster. So when you rub it on your face, you are improving your mood. And I was like, look, if my face can look that good, that's going to improve my mood. Absolutely, like that's it. So, I mean, that's they go hand in hand. I know. I told her I needed her to be like my own personal wise men. I needed her to bring <laughs> frankincense and myrrh uh-huh. and whatever other oils I need to do that. So I'm going to, that's going to be my next. I'm going to try that. So I'll look, I, I, look, I look forward to the obsession with which you will attack that particular I know. project. Because I, I know you well enough to know you're going to buy in. Oh, you know I am. I mean, mm-hmm. I was like, just send me what I need. I mean, like, just put it together and just, but I don't care about the ones that are going to like make me have more energy. I don't care about that. I want the ones with the face. <laughs> that's what I'm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's work on that. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I feel like. Under my, the area, I I know I talk about this, I feel like every time, but the area under my eyes is a source of grief in my life right now. Like it just, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I look like I'm 109. Do you have a good under eye cream? Well, I've been using this Origins, like here, I really am. I'm rubbing the soil under it right now. Um, I have this Origins um, under eye cream that I have used before that I really liked. And, and I think it helps. I think... It, more than anything, it's just that I'm in my 40s. You know what I mean? I don't know that a cream is going gonna, is gonna to turn back the tide that is rolling over me right now. So. Yes. Yes. I don't I know. know. It's a, it's, it, it's something. I know. It's, it's humbling. It's humbling. I feel like to, to see, you know, just, I don't know. And then I had gotten this stuff from my dermatologist that was supposed to help with my brown patches on my skin. <laughs> yes. And, it like made me break out like nobody's business. I feel like the brown patches are your are your mythical unicorn, or the, yeah. the the thing for the brown patches. That's your mythical unicorn. Like the mascara is mine. I know, and if I could just find something. But Edie said that the frankincense <laughs> is really. <laughs> Listen, the frankincense is going to be the beauty equivalent of the lime. Like whatever's <laughs> wrong, just squeeze a little frankincense on it. Like, you just, just squeeze a little frankincense on it. It's going to be like in my big fat Greek wedding when they just sprayed Windex on everything. Her dad just, I'm going to tell everybody, look, he just put some frankincense on it. It's going to help. I mean, I listen, there's no shame in that. I, I really am. I'm putting this past tense, whatever, this tension blend under my eyes. I'm going to see if just greasing them up a little will make it better. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I'm just, I don't know. It's, it's, my thought is it can't, I mean. It can't hurt. Can't hurt. I mean, it can't hurt. So, um. Yeah. So anyway, so we'll see. But that's, I haven't tried a new mascara or anything like that lately. I tried, I got a sample the last time I went to Sephora. I got a, um, hey, listen, this oil under my eyes is tingling like crazy. And and I don't know that that's necessarily what my skin (laughs) needs, but I've never felt more alert. I've never, (laughs) just as wide eyed. Um, the, um, the last time I went to Sephora, I got a sample of the Clinique. It's um, like the Feather Lash Mascara. Yeah. I think I'm going to go try a full tube. I enjoy, I've enjoyed it. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's, is it waterproof? Do you get waterproof? The, I'm sure there is a waterproof. The sample is not waterproof. Um, okay. But I think it's, I don't know. I think it's, um, my eyelashes are so fine and the brush seems to, to like it. So, seems to like my okay. eyelashes. Okay. So, I'm going to try it. I think in a, in a big size. Okay. Okay. 
Um, well, there you have it. If I ever, if I, I ever find them, here's the, here's really the problem. My eyes always water. I'm always rubbing around my eyes. And so that's really the bigger issue than a mascara, I think, is that I mess with my eyes too much during the day. You know, I'm, mm. I don't know. Yeah. To kind of, yeah, I know, I know it's hard to, and I don't put on mascara every day because a lot of days, I mean, I just, I, would, I don't put on any makeup if I'm just going to be around the house or whatever. I love not wearing makeup. That's how, like, too. I really do. I, and I've told you like, you know, I take my makeup with me to school in the mornings and I just put it on, sit at my desk. Um, cause I get there so early, you know, and it's just, it's one less thing to try to do before we get out the door. And mm -hmm. I have just really lost, I mean, I cannot tell you how many people I work with who have seen me watch this stuff and watch me put my makeup on. Um, and I'm just kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to be, that. I, that's just gonna how it's going to be. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll mm -hmm. usually say like, is it going to bother you to sit here and watch me put on my eyeshadow? Because yeah, that's, that's what I'm about to do. That's what I'm about to do right now. I know. I've kind of been, yeah. And once summer comes, forget it. I mean, oh I'll yeah, me too. I'm out. I mean, mm-mm. I put on, although I do have to say this SkinCeutical sunscreen that I've been using that my girl, my facial girl gave me is like the best sunscreen ever. Like well, that's I what mama it. uses is so, that SkinCeutical sunscreen. And is I've never hers tried tinted? It. Is hers like? No, this, mama's is not. No, no. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> but mama and I have the same, I, mean, I feel like I don't know that I could wear a tinted because I, I think I would look orange maybe. Yeah, it's no, this, no, but this tinted, it would, I almost think the tint because it's very sheer and it's not like it turns your skin a color. It's almost like it just evens out your skin tone. So okay. like, I even feel like if I just put that on in the mornings, like I can, it just evens out my skin. Well, I'm looking and, right now. And it lasts, I mean, it lasts forever and a little bit goes a long way, but I'm, I sat at a soccer game in the sun and I did have on a ball cap, but like. It protected my face. It's amazing. Like it's because it's like 55, but it stays like you can tell it's not. Um, and I don't like sunscreens because, you know, sometimes they're real white and they can then your makeup looks chalky. But this one does not. OK, I'm looking it up. Um, I, you know what? Mama may mama's may be tinted. I don't know. It's a real sheer tint. OK, and you can't can you sweat it? Is it sweat proof? Yeah, it's sweat proof. I mean, it's like, so I just put that on. My girl told me put it on first thing every morning. So now I put that on and then I put my moisturizer and then I put my BB cream. Okay. Because I, you know, I love my SkinCeuticals moisturizer. I am so deeply loyal to that. I feel like that's, that's really the only thing that I've got going right now. Um, like I really do love it a lot. Okay. I may order me some of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. I highly recommend it. I mean, it's it's really good. And I mean, and I've had the same tube, which I mean, it's been winter, so I probably have not put it on every day necessarily. Um, but it's lasted me. I mean, so it's to me, it's like because a little bit really goes a long way because it's real liquidy. So when you pour it into your, it's like you kind of pour it into your hand and then rub it in. Okay. So All right. well, I'm gonna, I enjoy I'm it. I'm going to investigate. Yes. So. Um, Anything else pressing? No. I can't think of anything else. I think that's it from this end. I have nothing unless, unless you do. Oh, I did buy a new, um, I bought a new pair of white and I went for like boot cut jeans because I, oh, tell, the, tell me more. The boot cut is coming back. It's I coming know. Back. I feel real good about it. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to be, this is going to be me on the edge of a trend because I'm wearing, if you come to one of my book signings, I'll be wearing boot cut jeans. I'm okay. not, I, can, I cannot do white skinny jeans with a heel at the bottom. That looks mm -hmm. weird to me. I do not enjoy it. I don't mm -hmm. like a flat. I like skinny jeans tucked into boots. The end. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there you have it. Okay. So, so what'd you get? What white jeans did you get? Um, I got a pair, they were at Nordstrom Rack and, um, I found them and they are Joe's, which okay. I always, Joe's jeans always work really well on me. And they're the, um, I hate to even say it, but they're the honey booty fit, <laughs> which <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, so, that makes me happy. I know. It's the honey booty fit. So, um, but I was so excited that they had them. I had a pair of seven white boot cut jeans that I've had forever. Like, I mean, I bet I've had them six years, but they've gotten so bagged out. Like it's almost like they mm -hmm. lost some elasticity or something. And I've even tried to dry them super hot to get them to shrink back up, but they're just, they're too like loose. Something's happened to them. So I needed a new pair, but I had been looking for white skinny jeans and I couldn't find any that I liked. And finally I thought, because I don't like, I mean, I like 
cropped skinny jeans or cuffed skinny jeans I'll wear with like sandals in the summer. But right. I was like, to wear like a heel and a whole thing, I just, I can't do that with skinny jeans. Well, I like the, um, the, the girlfriend jeans from Gap that she put on Fashion Thursday, Friday. Yes, now those are precious, and those would really look good on anybody because they're not super tight, and uh-huh. they're, they're like, but I like them too because I think sometimes boyfriend jeans can look too sloppy, but right. these are like just enough of a fit that, so those are, that's a good option too if you're going to do like a skinny, because I think those, you can cuff them and wear them with Converse or sandals or whatever you want, but they're like more of a casual jean. More of an everyday jean. It's more of an everyday jean. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Well, I need so. to look. You know, I love Nordstrom Rack. It has become, I would say, it has overtaken Stein. I mean, you know how, I mean, I'm always loyal to Steinmark forever and always. But, um, but in terms of, like, just separates and, and, like, I need a shirt or, you know, I just, or I just need something. I, I need, like, a, a kimono kind of thing to put over or whatever. I don't know. It's just kind of become my go-to for separates. Yes. And, um, and I really, really love it a lot. Yeah. And for yeah. shoes. It's great for shoes. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I think it's just a good, it's a good, and we have one real close by, so it's like we can, it eased my pain because our Nordstrom Rack used to be a Borders, and when Borders books closed, I was so mad because I was like, I loved having that bookstore right there, but the Nord, the fact that it's now a Nordstrom Rack has kind of eased my pain. Right. Out. Yeah, we have one real close to, and I, I don't know, like I may go up there this afternoon. Mm-hmm. I, um, I just, uh, I love it. I love what they get. I feel like it's so reasonable. And then I feel like there are some, they're, they're good, like kind of go-to brands, especially for shirts. Um, and they get a wide array of jeans. You know, they, they, you never really know what they're going to have, but you can always find something. I feel like. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I, it's a, it's a, I'm going to run up there this afternoon too. And I'm also, I have to go buy rack rim shoes cause I bought Caroline four pairs of sandals mm-hmm. yesterday and they are all atrocious and she hates all of them and they are so uncomfortable. So what are you, what, is she going to wear Converse? What's she going to do? I don't know what she's going to do. I'm going to look and see if I can find anything different. If not, there was one pair that she said that she could probably wear. And so I'm like, <laughs> we're see, just going to keep I those. can laugh cause I don't have, I, I don't have a girl, but it I makes know. me so happy. I know. And so I said, I said, here's the deal. I said, all you have to do is wear them into church because she's going to be gone. So she, and she didn't want to go shop with me. So I said, I don't, I'm not interested in going out and buying five more pairs to bring home for you to like fling them off your foot before you even step in them and tell me how uncomfortable they are, you know? Right. And so, um, and then I've been tickled at her because, and I remember being this age, but she's like, well, what, could I have a little bit of a wedge heel? What if oh, I have just a yes. little, don't you remember when you kind of wanted to do the heel? Oh, yes. I believe um, I, that's when I got my first pair of yo-yos. Yes. Yes. That's it. The yo-yos mm-hmm. were our, that was our gateway to the heel. And I, and so she's kind of wanting that, which I'm not really opposed to necessarily, but I want to say, sister, you think these flat sandals are uncomfortable? You don't know discomfort till you try to parade around in a wedge. Heel. Right, I right. mean, so anyway, it's, but, and, and I think it's hard because I think wedges by nature are just, they don't really make like a small, you know, you don't have a yo-yo anymore and she, I'm not going to put her in like two inch high something. It would just be if I could find a slight wedge, but anyway, that's. That's what we're dealing with. So I'm going to get back out. But I may look at Nordstrom Rack because she can wear a women's size six now. So that expands our shoe options. Yes, yes. I, I, Alex is wearing a, he wears a, man, a man's, I think he wears a nine. Golly, I know. that's crazy. <laughs> I know. And yeah. So bless him. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, I mean, he's even kind of, I can get his clothes even like in the, in the men's department, not pants yet, but I can buy shirt trim and stuff in the men's department. So yeah. we're just wow. on, he's on the cusp of not being able to, you know, I think we're just about to age out of any kind of children's clothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Caroline can still wear, I mean, she can still wear, cause she's like a 10 or a 12 and girl stuff. Cause she's still just so thin, but she, um, but shoes we have, we, we are now officially in a grown up shoe, which I don't necessarily mind because there are, it does give you more options. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know so. it's it's nice when you're not at the mercy of just whatever whatever <clears throat> eight styles they've decided to put out this year. Yes, yes. So, well, all right. So that's it. So I okay, we'll head, we'll head to our respective Nordstrom racks. Okay. Yes, we will head to our. I know I got to get dressed, and we will head, and we can report on our findings later. Okay, and y'all make sure if you have not ordered it already, y'all order nobody's cuter than you. Melanie won't tell you that, but I will. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome.
Thank you. All right. Y'all have a great uh, whatever, whenever we put this up. Have yeah. a great Easter. Or I hope you had a great yeah, Easter. Yes, we hope you had a really great Easter because I think we're going to put it up Monday. Okay. Or Sunday night or something. I hope your Easter is currently great and yes. continues to be great for the remaining two hours of Easter time. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's all hope so. Okay. All right. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.